Hello and welcome to Kiss the Wild. I am your host, Kristen Wright. I am a holistic sex guide, a self-empowerment life coach, and here we are going to have some conversations to disrupt the status quo so that you can feel more like yourself and less like the version of you that you've been told you should be. Oh yeah, this is where we say goodbye to the good girl. This is where we stop acting, where we drop the masks, we stop playing small, and we let go of the expectations so we can live fully, unapologetically, and unbashedly ourselves. Our whole selves. Okay. Together, let's look at all the places we've been told not to go. Let's navigate shame, insecurity. Let's call out injustice, inequity. Let's unpack cultural conditioning and societal scripts. Let's finally love our bodies and let's have amazing sex and let's use pleasure to fuel our days. Are you ready? Then come on over to the wild side. Let's get started. All right. Hello, my friend. Welcome to today's episode of Kiss the Wild, where we are going to talk about the art of letting it go in the bedroom. And this conversation comes to you from a question I posed on Instagram a little while ago. And that question was, what, or sorry, not what, when it comes to sex, what do you find the most challenging? And 57% of folks said letting go, followed by having desire for it and not getting caught up in racing thoughts, followed by feeling good naked and feeling confident, followed by having an orgasm and experiencing pleasure. Or sorry, in between there is asking for what you want in the bedroom. So I think that not getting caught up in racing thoughts and letting go are very much the same thing because we can't let go if we're caught up in racing thoughts. So today we're going to touch on a few of these ways to get out of your head, to get into your body so that you can fully let go and have the most delicious sex of your life if that's something you're desiring. But also I highly recommend it. I highly recommend having the most delicious sex of your life. That is uh, for sure. All right, so let's not beat around the bush. Let's just get into things today. First things first, I wanna talk about creating a foundation of love. So when we think about showing up in the bedroom, getting our freak on, letting our freak flag fly, you know, really letting go. There has to be a foundation of love and acceptance for ourselves, for our present moment situation, and, you know, to a certain degree, I guess, the partner that we are with, so that we can be at ease to really drop in. If we are subtly battling ourselves, if we are second guessing or shaming or, um, in direct contrast to the experience that we are having, it's going to be really hard to sort of let go. So some of that love and acceptance is about being in the present moment when it comes to sex and allowing, accepting, embracing, and loving whatever 
is there. And that means divesting from the performance sort of lens that we've all been conditioned into viewing sex from as in that sex needs to look a certain way, that we need to move a certain way or sound a certain way, that our body needs to look a certain way. And instead of, you know, buying into that, really allowing whatever is to be. So that means that if there's like this wild primal sound that wants to come out of you, you allow it. If you feel like you want to cry, you allow it. If no pleasure is there, if no energy is there, if nothing is there, you you sit with that and you allow that. You parent that experience with compassion, with love, um, instead of like, you know, pushing away and, you know, getting in our heads, getting in our way and um, being in these sort of rigid, rigid patterns or being in a state of control by having expectations or by having the experience need to, you know, look and be a certain way. So we want to create a foundation of love for ourselves. That means working on the daily to be in connection and love and acceptance of our bodies. And that, you know, can take you on many twisty, windy journeys and paths to arrive at that place. Um, That's like basically a whole other podcast episode. (laughs) And I just want to add, you know, how I see love and acceptance for body is not that, you know, we are going to just like fold and be in a state of acceptance and that's all there is for ourselves, um, you know, and that and that we will get stagnant in that acceptance, but rather we love what is and from that place we get to, you know, be on a journey of what's next for ourselves you know when it comes to loving the shape or the size of our body we can be in like acceptance or embracing all of who we are loving ourselves you know all of ourselves and from that place of deep love like making healthy choices about how we move our body or how we eat that kind of thing so Love and acceptance for body, love and acceptance for the present moment in order to be in that space of really getting out of our heads and able to let go and sort of die to the experience that we are having, so to speak. Next on our list is creating a container of safety so that we are safe to play and explore and have fun with one another. So that can mean that we want to maybe tap in with our partners ahead of time and, you know, share maybe any fears that we're having. Um, That can be like physical safety of closing a door, locking the door. You know, if you have kids in the other room who are sleeping, if it makes you feel safe to, you know, close and lock the door, making sure you're doing that or putting a hat on the doorknob, you know, it's like, If you have roommates and you can't lock a door, you just let them know when the hat's on the door, don't come and knock in. Um, Or, you know, the physical safety of um, birth control. So whether that's like making sure there's condoms or however you use birth control to keep your body safe from pregnancy, if that's a fear. 
um, and, and or finding nervous system regulation, safety inside our body. So whether that's taking some deep breaths and connecting to um, an aspect of safety inside of ourselves, nourishing our nervous system with those deep breaths, uh, reminding ourselves that we are in the present moment. This is especially a part important if you have experienced you know sexual trauma or abuse in the past um, just taking a moment to really anchor into the present moment maybe look around the room that you are in find um, elements in the room that make you feel safe that you can anchor into or elements in the room that bring pleasure or joy into your heart those are the kind of things that can send signals to your nervous system that you are safe in your being. So you can notice that um, if you're making love and you feel like a heightened sense of uh, fear in your body or you feel like that constriction or that collapse inside, taking some deep breaths, looking around the room, reminding yourself, I am safe. I am safe to let go. And one thing I didn't mention at the beginning that's tied into sharing, you know, fears with a partner, it's also having that conversation around like your sexual boundaries. So keeping your sexual self safe by stating your boundaries, especially if you're, you know, um, be- becoming intimate with somebody new, what's, you know, okay, what's not okay, and everything else in between, right? You know, what feels good in your body, what doesn't, what you want, what you don't, what you're here for, what you're not, you know, sharing that, having that discussion ahead of time. And then participating in aftercare after you have sex, sharing with your partner what felt good or what didn't, what really worked for you, what was okay, you know, what areas could use some improvement, making sure that you're sharing that in like a very gentle way, like delivering a shit sandwich where you share, you know, the good and then maybe share something that's a little bit more tough followed by something that feels really good. And within that, you can create more safety and more trust to come back to the experience again and again. So creating that container that feels really good to let go in, right? Which is important to note if you've just had a sexual experience with a lover and you did sort of get out of your sexual um, box, like you expanded your sexual self, you let go, maybe you did something that felt out of the norm and very vulnerable, then that aftercare is really, really important for regulating your nervous system and orientating you towards safety in, you know, expressing a different part of yourself. Because often when we do sort of let go and we expose these parts of ourselves that can feel kind of scary to expose, right? To feel a bit out of control, to let go is not something that we are often given a lot of permission for in society. So reminding yourself, your being, that you are safe to do that in the aftermath through this aftercare, whether that's asking your partner to stroke your hair and your body or asking your partner to share some really positive words of affirmation or having a shower together and washing each other's body. Doing, you know, things like that where you are really creating and normalizing the experience in your body. So great. So great. Next, I want to talk about holistic sex tools that can support you to let go. So things like 
the breath, like really staying connected to your breath throughout the experience. Anytime your mind wants to wander, coming back to the breath, staying connected to your authentic voice. So anytime you feel like you are disconnecting from the experience or that the energy is falling flat or if you catch yourself going into that performance mode which is really normal um, come using your voice as a tool to let go so connecting to the sensations in your body even the absence of sensation and giving that a voice you know noticing where you are focusing your attention and instead of like focusing on you know if you're going to have an orgasm, if your partner's orgasming, what your partner's thinking about your body, what your grocery list is, bringing your focus back to the sensation that you are experiencing, movement, moving your body in ways that feel really alive and really good for you are all ways that you can support yourself in this letting go and sort of surrendering to the moment, you know, getting out of your head into your body into the experience and you know really getting your wild on like I think when we talk about letting go it's this desire to return to this wildness in sex it's it's why we have alcohol it's why we have drugs and then have sex right because we get to let go just a little bit more easy it's just a little bit more easy in those inebriated states to let go of our conditioning to let go of sort of the scripts um, the roles that we play that keep us stuck and small so that's kind of the next thing is divesting from purity culture and releasing sexual shame it's such a huge you know proponent to letting go is releasing our inherited beliefs releasing any of the shame that we have the conditioning that we carry around being sexual beings and that's really profound work this is where having a coach or a program to support you can be really beneficial Uh, that's why i'm so passionate about the work i do it's a big part of my work is supporting women to connect with their authentic sexual self to peel back these layers that we've all received so you can start to do that work on your own by beginning to you know ask yourself those questions what have i been taught about being a sexual person you know what was handed down to me from my parents what were my earliest memories about um, masturbation what were my earliest memories about being sexually intimate You know, what did I receive in those moments? What was I taught about being a sexual person? What did I internalize? And you, from those, you know, questions and answers, you can begin to, you know, formulate what you may be holding and carrying unconsciously inside of yourself that can be preventing you from letting go and start to, you know, do that work of rewriting that story for yourself. You know, what are your beliefs about being a sexual person? How are you choosing to show up as someone who is now consciously aware of how they are showing up in the bedroom? And what identities will support you? So that's the next thing I want to share is to notice our sexual gatekeepers and sort of orientate ourselves rather to the archetypes and identities that would support the experience of letting go. So... 
when I say like the sexual gatekeepers, those can be identities that you're carrying on the daily. So like if we think about life right now, life is kind of a pretty unsexy experience in general. Like there's a lot of stress in the day to day. Um, Yeah, a lot of shit that we're all carrying that can really keep us from the space of feeling wild and free and uninhibited and liberated, right? So noticing if you are a mother, you know, are you carrying an identity of being like the good mother or the good wife or the domestic executive? Because those are all deeply unsexy archetypes inside of yourself. Are you carrying that archetype and identity of the good girl, the princess, the damsel in distress, sleeping beauty, the helpless maiden, the quiet church mouse? These are all identities that can be inhibiting your ability to, you know, really show up and let go. And so what are identities that you can embody that would support you know, being free, being wild, being liberated, letting go. Is that the bad girl, the wild woman, you know, the inner tigress, the sex kitten, uh, the dominatrix, the flirt, the tease, the seductress. These are all identities that can take you closer to that feeling of letting go. And so how do you embody an identity? Well, you can think about for yourself, you know, what do you most resonate with in terms of like an identity that would support you letting go? And when you get like that clear image of whatever that may be, let's say it's um, the bad girl. I'll go with the bad girl. So for me, when I think of an image of the bad girl, I think of a woman who's dressed in leather. Her hair is like sort of teased and big. She's got black eyeliner on, maybe a red lip. She's got tight pants. She's like shoulders back. She's strutting. She's like smoking a cigarette. (laughs) I'm not going to embody that. But she is speaking her truth. She speaks, you know, with a harshness, but a truth, like that bone deep truth. And she goes for what she wants. So some of those those are some of the qualities that come to mind. So when I think about embodying that, I can imagine that for myself, like actually, you know, throwing my shoulders back, getting a little bit of a swagger on, maybe putting a red lip on and teasing my hair and... I might take that identity and uh, really roll with it, you know, create a date night for my partner where I am calling the shots. I might send him a text message and say, hey, you want to meet me in the bedroom tonight? I want to do this to your body. Um, And when I show up to the bedroom, I'll show up from this place, like really working to embody these characteristics, like trying on a new coat, you know, connecting with this part of myself trying it on and showing up, speaking from that place, moving from that place. And when you get into embodying an identity and using it to support yourself, you're probably going to come up against resistance, right? There are going to be aspects of your being that are connected to the sexual shame, um, that are connected to your conditioning, that are going to want to keep you small and safe. So just noticing, you know, what comes up. What comes up for you? What are the feelings and sensations in your body? So I talked about movement before as a tool to help, you know, take down the cortical control in our minds that can keep us 
you know, from this place of truly letting go. And movement can be a really big one because it's one way that we have really controlled our bodies is by controlling movement. So when you think about, you know, hip swaying or undulating spines or an imagery of like a woman like shaking and letting loose or like going, like having, um, releasing anger or um, sticking her tongue out, those are all sort of images of women that have either been labeled sort of demonic or wicked. Like think of a woman like cackling. Um, That's like a, you know, wicked witch sort of imagery that we've all been taught is evil. Um, Moving our bodies in that way can be sort of demonic or, you know, wild or crazy. You know, crazy is a big one. And so, when we begin to embody and and take down some of this control of the way we move our body, we will bump up against our resistance. And the way to sort of support yourself is returning back to that foundation of love. How much can you stretch yourself to open, to be vulnerable, to let go, while also remaining in this like anchor of love and acceptance and compassion for yourself so you don't want to like push yourself into a big transformation you know that can be one of the um toxic messages that we have received in society that you know you need to go in and have these like big healing moments or it's nothing right it's all or nothing but we want to stretch ourselves stretch our capacity while remaining in touch with you know the light and the love within in touch with the compassion be able to hold our experience with acceptance and that is one way that we can sort of continue to anchor in that safety in the nervous system that allows us to stay out of our minds right to get out of our heads and into our bodies to be able to experience this wildness this letting go so I'm going to leave it at that for today. I shared that some of the tools to being able to show up and to really let go in the bedroom is through creating a foundation of love and acceptance and to continually anchor into that love and acceptance throughout the experience to create a container of safety whether that's you know emotional mental safety inside of the nervous system or actual physical safety in your space creating safety in your partnership I shared some holistic sex tools that can support you to stay in your body and out of your mind and then we talked a little bit about working through some of the shame and conditioning and stories that can keep you keep us like stuck and trapped and again in our minds And then noticing what identities that we may be enacting in the bedroom that are inhibiting our ability to let go and how we can begin to embody identities that will support us to let go while also paying attention to the gatekeepers of our sort of sexual liberation and supporting ourselves through all of that, through this anchoring of love this anchoring of safety in our nervous system so i hope that you have found this conversation to be supportive definitely leave me a rating or review if you found it helpful and check out my website i do have a course called 
the Together series, and within that series, there are three date nights that you can purchase individually or all together, but they are spaces for you to begin to cultivate sort of that safety and communication, connection, and intimacy in your partnership that would be really supportive for, you know, this dropping in and letting go over time. So definitely give it a look-see if that's something you're interested in. I will leave a link in the show notes and otherwise I'll catch you next time. Thanks for stopping by. Stay wild.